You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Florida State of Recruiting podcast. We are the three stars presented by Tomahawk Nation. My name is Tim Allenball, and I'm be joining by Josh Pick and David Stout, two of Tomahawk Nation's finest recruiting experts, as we get together for Palentine's Day to talk about all things Florida State recruiting. Tonight, we're going to be talking about 10 names to know for Florida State recruiting fans. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Josh, how are you, buddy? Did you just say Palentine's Day? Yeah, man, I, I, I couldn't go with Galentine's Day. Uh, or Valentine's Day, so you know we're we're friends, we're we're brothers. Let's let's go with Valentine's Day. Well, now I'm doing so much better now that you call me your pal. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad I could pick you up. Uh, if I could, Josh, I would send you some kale today to uh, to make you feel better. Appreciate the thought, <laughs> Doctor David Stout. How are you, buddy? Happy Nor Valentine's Day, everybody. Oh, even better, even better. <laughs> I know I can literally hear the eye rolls across Knoll Nation, but doing well, man. Um, happy to be with you guys. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there, and we're excited to get back at it. Do you guys miss the old uh, FSU graphics days where we would have probably got like terrible Florida State Valentine's Day cards today? <laughs> I, I could just see that on Twitter, uh, like a Norvell card, like you said, happy Nor Norvell Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> I, some kind I, of I Alex. I don't miss I don't miss anything about the Willie Taggart era. <laughs> all right, all right, Josh. Don't don't get too in your feelings today. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a day of love and happiness. But uh, look, uh, it's been a while since we were able to record. Uh, just different circumstances going on in our lives, but it was a pretty busy. 
uh, first two months of the year, or a month and a half, as we're still in the middle of February, uh, for the Florida State recruiting uh, coaching staff. Uh, two or three huge weekends in January, a lot of big names. Uh, I know we, we recorded early in, in January to talk about that, but Florida State has hit the uh, hit the ground running so far for the 2024 class. Uh, got some huge, huge recruit or commitments already uh, in, in all everything. Cam Davis, uh, Luke Cromenhawk, uh, Camden Fryer, just to just to name a couple names there. Jordan Pride. We'll see what happens with him. Um, but this is a class that's currently ranked number four way early in the year, uh, but already starting to load up on some studs. And honestly, and I, I can't go without mentioning our boy CJ Hurd as well. Uh, but honestly, uh, this class has a lot of potential and has potential to be the highest uh, that Norvell's had since he's since he uh, has been here at Florida State. So we thought we'd take the next few minutes and, and just talk about 10 names um midweek type podcast 10 names that we think you should know why you should know them and, and where do we feel florida state sits with them very early on in the recruiting cycle uh and then at the end we'll kind of give you names uh, of of the recruiting class and these 10 names or in general who uh who are we really hyping up uh david is the master of the hype train uh julian armella a couple years ago uh and then of course everybody's favorite wide receiver, uh, Mr. Everything, made the uh, the 2023 class the stud that he is, Hakeem Williams. Um, David's been on that train for uh, about two years and will be driving that until I think the day he dies. So uh, excited to jump in here and do this. So uh, guys, let me, let me just jump over to you. David, I want to start with you. Give me one name Florida State should know, Florida State fans should know when it comes to the 2024 recruiting cycle. Yeah. So when we were, you know, we, we got this idea from um, one of our members, Noel one, two, three, four, and we really appreciate it. And again, you know, shameless plug there, but if you guys have any questions for us, or you want us to talk about any specific aspects of Florida, Florida state recruiting or, you know, whatever the case may be, drop it in the threads. We're going to try to get to that and do some more mailbags. But um, so great idea here. And when we were talking about the list that we wanted to put together, we didn't want to just throw out like the highest ranked kids that FSU has offered or, you know, anything like that. We don't want to be clickbaity or anything like that. So the list that we came up with are 10 names that we feel Florida State right now has a legitimate shot at landing. Now, are they going to be the leaders right now for everybody? No, but we think that these are kids that FSU has a legitimate shot at. And so we think that these 10 names are names that you should familiarize yourself with. So um, with that being said, of course, since I get to go first, I am going to start with a wide receiver and I am going to start with the name. And this is the cool part about this. We've got two wide receivers on our list and they're actually teammates. But it might not be the teammates you think we're going to mention. It's not Jeremiah Smith and it's not JoJo. So where we're going with this first name on the list for me is Chance Robinson. And Chance Robinson plays at St. Thomas Aquinas High School powerhouse, uh, you know, very well known among uh, recruitniks in the state of Florida. But absolutely love Chance Robinson's game. Absolutely love his game. Um, for me, he's so he. I, I believe that Chance is is right around six foot one. Uh, you know, maybe pushing six foot two. 
about a buck 90, um, has the frame that he could probably get squarely up to like 205 ish while, you know, not losing any of his speed or anything like that. But, uh, Chance Robinson to me, you know, when you look at FSU's re- recruiting and, and the transfer they brought in in the wide receiver room, they've really flipped that room. And you've got a lot of different guys with a lot of different skill sets. And I think what you're looking for now is you're kind of looking for who can just be dogs, like who can come in there and just take over the room, who can come in there and, and bring a skill set that's not necessarily here yet. And so Chance Robinson, to me, could be that guy. Um, absolutely love how smooth he is and his routes. He's very, very athletic kid. Um, big play machine, absolutely big play machine. Love watching him at the line of scrimmage because I, I just love how he, he just moves his feet in a way that a lot of times he will totally fake out the guy across from him. Um, he's not afraid to be physical whatsoever. Love how he is as a route runner, um, very good body control when he's in the air, and he's a willing blocker. That's what I love the most about him is, you know, you see guys with with Chance Robinson's skill set, and they make their living on the highlight reel catches, right? Like the jukes and all that kind of stuff. But this dude is completely fine going out there and just mashing somebody on a run blocking play or, you know, helping spring a, another wide receiver going on the outside of him. And so I think he's the kind of guy who can be very reliable for you, kind of one of those smooth do-it-all types. Um, so he's he's the first name that I think FSU fans should really be familiar with. And he's, man, I love this kid's game. Pair him with some of the younger wide receivers on FSU's roster, and you are cooking with gas. Hey, Josh, I want to get your thoughts real quick on Chance Robinson. Why is this a name to know for Florida State? Uh, Ron Dugans has done a really nice job with Chance Robinson. Um, I'd say Florida State's in his top list of schools. He hasn't really released that yet, but um, visited last year for the Clemson game. And I I think getting someone like Conrad Hussey in this last class really helps Florida State with those STA kids. Yeah, Hussey was going to be my my main thing there. Uh, Florida State's had a little trouble getting into the St. Thomas Aquinas pipeline. Uh, and, and Hussey is, you know, a huge name to get out of there. So I, I think that helps them. And, and we'll see if a couple names on this list that current uh, Florida State uh, uh, enrollees will be potentially helping uh, the Knowles here. So, Josh, I'm going to stick with you. Give me a name that you want the fans to know. I'm going to go with Isaiah Thomas. And Isaiah Thomas is a kid that's still under the radar, I believe, nationally. Um he is a safety from Clearwater Academy. Uh, and as you mentioned just now, he's um, same school as Lucas Simmons, who enrolled at Florida State offensive lineman. And just listening to Isaiah's coaches kind of rave about him, Florida State was one of the first teams on him. And I think he's one of those – he's originally from Canada. And I think Florida State you've seen have really nice success with the more mature kids and the transfer portal and some of the high school kids they've gone after. And I think that it kind of fits in that mold, like not a normal American high school recruit wants all the attention, wants all that, not a huge social media guy. And I think this would be a really nice get for Florida state. And this is a kid that uh, has seen his offer list really blown up, Uh, gotten offers from Florida, uh, Oklahoma, a few others. 
uh, Ole Miss and Pitt here most recently. So uh, if you if you are looking up Isaiah Thomas while you're listening to this on the composite, you're going to see that he has no stars and think, eh, but you got to understand uh, this kid's going to blow up based off offers alone. We're already seeing he's got great size uh, and he plays at a really good school that's going to get him a lot of attention. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll be a four star when all is said and done. Yeah. David, I don't know if you wanted to add anything here on Isaiah Thomas. No, I, I very much agree with Josh. He he is. Um, so one thing you're going to see here is in this 2024 cycle, FSU is going to be in the running for some significant talent at safety and at, I mean, just a defensive back in general. And so a lot of FSU fans are going to be kind of blinded by the stars behind a guy's name and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's important to remember how good Mike Norvell and his staff are at early identification, free scouting university. And Isaiah Thomas is a perfect example of that. This cycle, um, he, his, his size is outstanding for a safety six foot two, 200 already. Um, it's like a Mac try. I mean, he's, he brings that linebacker mentality to the safety position, which is one of the traits that I love in a safety and, um, you know, again, having having a teammate already in Isaiah or in, in uh, Lucas Simmons could be huge to have Isaiah here because, you know, the Josh and I were talking about this, too. The the kids at, at that school are just built a little bit differently. You know, a lot of them are kind of newer to football. Many of them are, are, you know, not from America originally. And so not only are they learning the game, they're learning American culture. They're learning, you know, all these kinds of things. And so when you have so much to learn in an unfamiliar face, you kind of look for familiar in an unfamiliar place. You kind of look for familiar faces around you to help make that transition a little bit easier. And we all know the kind of character that Lucas Simmons has. And so having him as a recruiter for you is huge for guys like Isaiah Thomas, big fan of Isaiah Thomas. Can't wait to see where they actually rank him. Yeah. uh, I, I want to stick there with Clearwater because I want to talk about the next guy uh, and Josh, please always correct me if I say things wrong, but uh, we're going to talk about offensive lineman Jason Zandamella uh, from Clearwater. He's projected to be a center or, or an interior lineman. Um, and I want to I want to kind of call out a few things that you can find from Andrew Ivins on his 24-7 profile. Uh, he's a, a former rugby player uh, from Mozambique. So he's coming over here with with the toughness. And uh, I, I think it was, I think it was um, Rob who used to always work for Tomahawk Nation that says he loves when he get an off, gets an offensive lineman that has kind of that wrestler background. Uh, seeing somebody that's got that rugby background, I think, is going to give him a, a little bit of an extra edge that you, you don't normally see. To your point about Isaiah Thomas, uh, this is a kid that's probably coming over for a lot more maturity, uh, moving from another country. Um, and he's got amazing size. He's 6'3", he's 285, he's got a massive wingspan, and almost just kind of parroting what you said, David, this is the guy, his very uh, his very first offer was Virginia Tech uh, way, way long ago, over a year now. And then right after that, his second offer was Florida State, Free Scouting University. He has since blown up. He's been on campus four times already, teammate of Lucas Simmons. Uh, and, and as we were kind of saying before the pod started, when's the last time that Florida State had a, a center with significant size and power to help lead the offensive line? 
I feel like it's really been the guards lately that have been kind of the the vocal or or uh, I guess character leader of the offensive line. Uh, Mo Smith had a, a great bounce back year this past year, but he's undersized. He's not a big guy. So um, Florida State has an opportunity, I think, with with Zandamella to add somebody with significant size, significant upside, and land a center that's going to anchor that offensive line for years to come. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I'm, I'm, right, there, I'm right there with you, Tim. I, I absolutely love this kid. I mean, he's like in one of the early contenders for my hype train is how much I like him. And, uh, you know, like you said, when is the last time that FSU had this kind of quality player at center? Now, they've recruited guys who were highly ranked or whatever, but that hasn't really panned out. And I guess you could say, you know, the potential is there for Zandamella because he is still so new to football and and he's going to have a lot of learning to do but to me he he has once once this thing clicks for him and once he gets into a good strength and conditioning program he's already shown that he's he's a sponge he you know soaks up coaching and if you're learning from Alex Atkins you're learning from one of the best once this thing clicks for him, I think he's a multi-year starter. I mean, I think he's an anchor for an offensive line. It would be so cool to see him and uh, Simmons on the same offensive line together. I I love this kid. He's he's actually my favorite offensive line recruit in the whole cycle. Um, regardless, you know, FSU uh, being in the mix or not, he's my favorite recruit in this whole cycle on the offensive line. So another kid that I would love to see FSU land. And it would be really cool to to see them kind of, you know, make a little bit of a statement in that Clearwater area. It's not really an area that's been that friendly to FSU in the past. But, you know, with Clearwater Academy International, I mean, this this could be the year that FSU picks up a couple of different prospects from Clearwater area. And that seems like that's going to be a really good school to get a pipeline going with. And just a couple notes on him. Uh, he actually offered by Stanford. That shows you what kind of kid he is academically, which is always a good thing. And six foot ten wingspan, which I absolutely love. God. <laughs> that, that's uh, that's insane. I was looking at uh, most Smith's size. Like as far as like height, weight, they're they're already the same, but uh, the frame that that Zandamella is carrying is much wider than Mo. And so you're, you're talking about a, a guy that's built entirely different uh, than what you currently have in the middle of your offensive line. Uh, yeah. He, David, his build, his build is what you want at a center. Right. Right. Exactly. I think back to, uh, Oh my gosh, who is the kid that Florida state had 
that transferred to Alabama and became all world everything. Oh, no, Dickerson. Yeah. yeah. Dickerson like was a guy that would have been an amazing center at Florida State in the uh if if things had shaked out differently. And so like I think this is the 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 next best opportunity you may have at that uh if he does end up at Florida State. Um David, let me go back to you. Let's let's uh see who's next on your list. All right. So you know me. I talked about one teammate. Now I get to talk about the other one. So again, when I said teammate wide receivers, I'm sure a lot of people thought, okay, well, he's going to talk about Jeremiah Smith and he's going to talk about um, uh, Jojo Trader down at Chaminade Madonna Prep. Again, that is not who we're going with because, you know, Jeremiah Smith has said, yes, he's still interested in the Florida schools. He's currently committed to Ohio State. Jojo Trader is really feeling Miami. He likes FSU legitimately, but he's really feeling Miami. So we didn't want to waste y'all's time on that. So the other name I'm going to tell you is current teammate of the guy I already talked about, Chance Robinson. And that is a very, very presidential name of James Madison. You know, we talked about Chance Robinson and his size and and very smooth, kind of does everything well. James Madison is more of the type who you take a swing on and boy, the ceiling is so high with him. He's already six foot three. Now he's, he's thinner. I think he, I think he weighs like a buck 75, buck 70, something like that. So he does, he's going to have to add some more weight to that frame without a doubt. But uh, he's the kind of guy who's a little bit more raw than Chance Robinson is. Um, Not as polished in route running, but still has very strong hands. He's learning how to use his body to shield defenders and use that wingspan and that height to his advantage. He's somebody, whereas Chance Robinson, I think, has a, a very good chance to see the field early. I think Madison is a guy that... You know, maybe you potentially redshirt him. Maybe you just kind of do him in some garbage time or whatever. But after a season or two, he'll be there in the rotation. And he's another one that if the light comes on for him, he could be a devastating force down the field. So FSU fans, here's here's what I'm <laughs> pick up what I'm putting down here. All right, Mike Norvell trots out a lineup in two years. And on the outside, you've got Hakeem Williams, 6'3", 6'4", already, great speed. On the inside slot... You've got Vandrevius Jacobs, who is like a human highlight reel in the making. At one tight end spot, you've got the six foot seven Kyle Shorter. At the other, or Kyle Shorter, Kyle uh, Morlock from formerly of Shorter University. At the other spot, you've got Marquiston Douglas, who is a, a miniature mountain of a man. And then on the other side, you've got James Madison, who is six foot three. I mean, the it's almost like they're taking a page out of Ham's playbook of of the height and translating, you know, what Ham used to do to have multiple seven footers and just put those at wide receiver and tight end. I mean, the the measurables that Mike Norvell could be trotting out in his offense are just crazy to think about. But those are the two wide receivers that I think FSU fans should know about. Um, again, they are teammates down at St. Thomas Aquinas, so we'll have to see uh, if they start taking trips together, if they do it separately. We'll see how that goes. But two names that FSU should definitely know and could add to the already really nice class of Camden Fryer and TJ Abrams. That that just reminds me, David. Did you want? I don't think we've recorded since Abrams bit it. I didn't know if I know you love wide receivers. If you want to just talk about Abrams a little bit. <laughs> really, you want me to talk about a wide receiver? I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to oblige. Um, love TJ Abrams. Very, very good take from F from for FSU. Um, speed is the name of the game with Abrams. And 
you know, with him, he's being brought in specifically to be a dual threat, both at returner and at wide receiver. Um, I mean, he's, he's blazing on, in terms of speed, he's got fantastic speed, very coveted type of speed. Um, in high school, uh, he was with Dunbar. I think he was, yeah, he was with Dunbar and, um, they just won a district title in the, the six, a playoffs down there. And so he's a kid who he already has been in the spotlight, very, very talented. Um, I'm, I'm excited about him because he, I think in this class, there's probably a good chance in terms of who FSU is looking at for wide receiver, athlete, running back, all that. He probably is going to have the strongest chance at contributing to the return game. And I think he's the kind of guy who who is a solid returner for you for at least two seasons. Um, so very excited about TJ. I'm, I'm excited about him being added. Love Camden Fryer already. And so with TJ and Camden, I think you've got, you know, inside receivers, slot guys are, are good to go kind of a thing. Now you could put TJ out on the outside if you want to take the top off of the defense. But the cool thing about that is having Camden and TJ already gives you a pair of four stars. So now FSU can really kind of go whale hunting. They can kind of narrow things down. They can look at the room and, and look at the scholarship distribution and see who they might be losing for the cycle when they come in and really try to find a guy with skill sets that can replace some of the outgoing talent. And that's why I think you look at guys like Chance Robinson, you look at a guy like Madison, because I think they can help kind of replenish what you're losing when guys like Johnny and, and, uh, um, oh, geez, I just blanked on his name. Um, what's that? Pittman? Yeah. Well, Pittman too. And, um, I could see Winston, um, yeah, I'm so yeah, Winston Wright. Um, yeah. we haven't seen him play yet, but we know the skill set he's gonna bring in that potential wide receiver one. So when you're when you have guys outgoing like that, I think it allows you to to really kind of build and and kind of replenish things rather than having to completely tear down the room and do what they had to do in the past two cycles. Yeah. Uh Josh, uh want to go ahead and jump over to you to get your next name uh for the list. Yeah, I was just going to mention not he's not on our list, but just another wide receiver name to potentially know is Parker Livingston. He's a 6'3", 185-pound kid out of Texas, and Florida State recently made his top list or whatever. So that's a kid to potentially know is another outside receiver now that Florida State's got the two inside names. Um, I'm going to go with Charles Lester III, and I just think it's imperative for Florida State to land a shutdown corner, and Lester is exactly that. Um, five-star kid, Florida State got him on campus for the first junior day. Um, battling against all the big dogs for him, but I really like where Florida State stands right now. Yeah, I agree with that. I think if if he were to make a decision today, he chooses Florida State. FSU is in great shape for him right now, and Josh is exactly right. These are, you know, these – the Hakeem Williams is um, the uh, – the, um, uh, Charles Lester's like the, these are the kinds of recruitments. Cam Davis, you've got to start winning these recruitments. Like it, you've got proof of concept now. You've got momentum on the trail. You've got a loaded team coming back. These are the kind of recruitments you have to start winning if you want to take it to the next level and and really start competing with the big boys. So um, love how how FSU has has recruited him so far. I think they've given him a great pitch, very consistent, and so I'm excited to 
to see how many times he comes to Tallahassee. Cause I guarantee you, I mean, he'll take an official visit for sure, but I guarantee you he's going to be on campus more times than that. So it'll be fun to see what, uh, what Charles Lester decides to do eventually. And when he decides to commit. Yeah, that's, that's probably one of the biggest names, I guess, quote unquote on the board for Florida state, uh, that they, that they feel, I guess, confident or reasonably confident on. Um, and, and we haven't even really had a podcast yet to talk about with the recent Florida legislation potentially uh, passing if, if DeSantis signs off and the battle's in uh, really cranked up. Florida State's got a, a recruiting backing that looks to be legit and something they have not had in place uh, for some time. So suddenly these names like Charles Lester and some of these other big names really start to become, uh, I would say, more reasonable or, or more obtainable um, with, with those two factors. The next name that I want to look at is uh, LJ McRae, defensive lineman ah, out of so Maryland. Uh, this is a kid that's been to Florida State, I think, three or four times now, and is just absolutely blowing up. His his last two offers, Maryland, not that big of a deal, but right before that, Alabama. Uh, recently got Notre Dame, Michigan, uh, you know, you, you name it. He's really starting to pile it up there. Uh, this is a kid that attended uh, a Florida State camp back in July and really blew up at that point after getting offered in May of last year. Uh, I, 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 I can't remember who it was. It might have been Bud Elliott. It might have been somebody else, but talked about at that camp, he was looking better than all the people like, a class ahead of him. So he's a name that can really become a wrecking ball on the defensive line and somebody that I think would be a huge, huge commitment for Florida State. And I think probably is is a little bit of an FSU lean right now. I don't want to like make that official, but I know he likes Florida State. Uh, but I think his commitment is going to go for a while because he is really starting to blow up on the national scene. Uh, David, I know you wanted to kind of jump in a little bit there on McCray. Is, is he still a three-star? Yeah. What, what are these guys looking at? I, so LJ McCray, his dad is uh, has been a, a football coach at the college level for a while now. I, I think most recently at um, uh, – was it Bethune-Cookman, I think? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, yeah, that's because he's in Daytona. That's right. Uh, and it, so he plays defensive lineman, but he also plays tight end. And I believe they, they put him in the backfield every once in a while as an H back as well on offense. And then he also uh, plays basketball and he's a good basketball player. So his athleticism is really, really, really at a high level. And I think that's what really shows when he goes to these camps is the athleticism and, and just the quick twitch that he has. It surprises people because you're like, you know, dudes who are, I think he's 6'5", like 260 or something like that. Dudes who are that big should not be able to move that quickly and, and stuff. So LJ McCray, I think that he he already has a high floor, but I think the ceiling with him is very high. And he's he's a kid that I would love to see just get, you know, after maybe two years in a strength and conditioning program, he could be just an absolute 
beast coming off the edge. And so um, love his frame. He's got the frame to add some more good weight. Uh, he may add another inch or two by the time he gets to, to college. I mean, he's going to be an absolute stud. And I'm glad that he's starting to get more of these offers because it's I, – I, I don't know what the hell these guys look at for some of these rankings, but there's no way that LJ McCray is a three-star player. There, there's just no way. So um, I'll be excited to follow his. But, yeah, another guy that FSU has put themselves in, good, in a good spot for. And, and we'll see once the big dogs start coming, the Georgias, the Alabamas, because you know they're going to come – uh, you know, that now we have to, I think, include Auburn because uh, Hugh Freeze is there. And so we're going to have to wait and see what happens when those guys start really pushing hard. But I like FSU's chances at this stage. Uh, ironic that you mentioned Hugh Freeze because I was just going to say he reminds me a lot of Keldrick Falk. I uh, had a feeling you would say uh, that. Yeah, no, that defensive end who could, who could mold into a defensive tackle, plays tight end in high school. Just a super freak athlete, and I just yeah, yeah. we love McCray. So very similar size, exactly. Hope he ends up in Florida State. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh, don't be too much of a downer. Bring us another name that we should be hyped about. <laughs> All right, let's stick on that defensive line. I'm going to go with Xavier Porter from Tampa Catholic. Um, another kid that I think is underrated still. Um, he's a three star, but should be a four star, and has been to Florida State quite a bit, and. Kind of as you mentioned with McCray, like I'm not not ready to say like he's going to end up at Florida State, but I think Florida State sits in a very good spot for him early, and just obvious that Florida State is 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 uh, prioritizing him, and just another kid in that Tampa Tampa Clearwater area, David. I'll tell you, it's it would it would really be nice to see FSU make some noise there. Um, you know, I, I certainly don't want to get our hopes up, and and I don't think it is something that FSU could you know, bank on being a major player in that area time and time again. But in this cycle, at least they're, they, they've got some traction with some serious talent from that area. And uh, yeah, he's one that um, <laughs> he, he does a lot of talking and how much he loves all the schools who offer him and stuff, but man, he just kind of keeps coming back to Florida state, coming back to uncle Odell. So he's another one. I, I think that, um, you know, when you really kind of read the tea leaves there, FSU sits in a good spot and, and he's going to get pushed. I mean, the, you know, people definitely going to be throwing the SEC money at him, all that, just like LJ McCray, because defensive linemen are so at such a premium. But he's one that, um, again, I think as long as FSU keeps him as a top priority and, and continues with the path they're going, I think they'll certainly at the very least, they will be in it with him until the end. Yeah, and um, I, like you said, that Tampa area really is is getting hit hard, and also uh, a kid that's been a, been to Florida State already. Um, and I think with most of these names that we're trying to mention today, uh, they're not necessarily leans towards Florida State, but there is some reason for optimism with with a lot of them. So, um, David, let me jump over to you uh, as we get into I think our our final three names here. Uh, okay. give me, give me another name. So we're going to, uh, we're going to head back to kind of the, the Palm beach area here to the Benjamin school and, and a name that FSU fans, I don't know how familiar they may be with him because this again is another player who is, um, I don't know if he even is ranked yet, but, uh, Ricky Knight, the third. So, Ricky Knight, I think, is is probably going to end up on the defensive side of the football at the next level, but he he plays both ways. He plays offense and defense. 
um, you know, played wide receiver and, and, uh, I believe he mainly played at cornerback this last, uh, season, but, um, uh, he's just a playmaker. He's, he's got really good ball tracking skills. Um, just one of those guys that, you know, when the ball is in his hand, you, you just have to watch out because he's going to make some kind of exciting play. Um, FSU really likes his versatility quite a bit. And again, you know, they already have a couple of commitments at defensive back. And, and I will go ahead and go on record and saying that um, I, I will be very surprised if Jordan Pride sticks in this class. Uh, really like Jordan Pride as an athlete. I think he's I think he has a chance to be a really good player at the next level. But he has long been kind of the the shakiest commitment on FSU's list. And to be honest with y'all, Josh and Tim and I, we, we haven't really we I I don't know if it's been a it's been a while since we considered him a real commitment to Florida State. Um so I think it's just a matter of time until he decommits and he could wind up at Alabama or Florida or you know FSU won't give up on him. But so I think there's gonna be another slot to fill in that defensive back um area. And we've we've already kind of talked to you about Isaiah Thomas and about Charles Lester. And I would say Ricky Knight is is a little bit more towards the Isaiah Thomas side of things right now. Still kind of unknown. He's got some strong offers. I mean, he's starting to to get some more offers. I think he's in double digits by now. But just another kid that really versatile athlete. FSU likes you know their chances in being able to cross train him. Very intelligent player when he's out on the field. And uh, he also has the track speed that you like as well. He's also a track runner. And so, um, again, a guy that I, I don't know if he's ranked yet or not, but when he is ranked, I think he'll probably be, I would say like high three star, low four star would be accurate right now. And then, um, we'll see how he does in his senior year, but a guy that really likes Florida state and has been to campus multiple times. And if FSU continues to push and give him the green light, I like their chances. And, and stop me if you've heard this before, but after his Florida state visit, he said, Oh, I just really felt like it it was a family atmosphere there in Tallahassee and it was really special. I was like, oh, that's surprising. Yeah. Never, I feel like I've heard that once or six hundred times before, right? <laughs> All right. Uh two more names. I'm gonna knock out the next one. Uh a local kid in that he's in Pensacola. Offensive tackle, Jonathan Daniels. Uh he's about six four, six five, uh, big old guy, two eighty. He's been at Florida State. Uh, a couple times, got an offer over the summer, um, and recently has started to start piling up with some SEC offers. Tennessee came in January at the beginning, and at the end, you saw Ole Miss and Auburn and uh, sprinkle in Miami in there with Mario, just trying to uh, follow along with everything that Florida State does. But uh, this is a kid that Florida State likes on the offensive line. Um he had great things to say about Florida State when he was visiting uh, th- this last time. And, and this is a kid that I think <clears throat> listed at 6'4", he can probably play either spot for you, uh, which when you hear versatile offensive linemen, you know, Alex Atkins' ears are perked because that is what he likes is those swingman-type offensive linemen. But uh, he's a guy that is very well built and very well put together. Uh, his his team had a very successful season, and he he would just be a kid that probably wouldn't start year one, but has all the makeup that you would like that you'd be able to plug him in probably uh, as seeing in the rotation in year two and, and maybe even a starter year three. Uh, David, uh, your thoughts on Jonathan Daniels? 
Yeah, he Mike Norvell and Alex Atkins have done a phenomenal job with him. He he absolutely loves both of those guys. Um, they really like his athleticism and his versatility, like Tim mentioned. Um, kid who I could, you know, I could see him easily transitioning inside to a guard spot, but I could also see him at right tackle. I mean, he, you know, you, you think of another guy who came from that area in, um, Darius Washington and could, could have a little bit of a similar trajectory to Darius Washington and, you know, where he cross trains and, and can see time at guard or right tackle. But, um, yeah, like I said, Zandamella is definitely my favorite. Uh, offensive line recruit for for FSU this cycle and Daniels I think would probably be second and I know that he's definitely a priority for FSU but um yeah he's he's another one I think that um like you mentioned Tim the the SEC allure is going to be there and they're going to push hard for him because the offensive line cycle in 2024 I don't think is as good as it was last year and so those top guys are going to be at a premium. And so four stars are going to be treated like five stars, three stars going to be treated like four stars and so on. But this is a kid that, you know, again, if it comes down to that family feel and if it comes down to relationships that are the most important for him, man, you got to like FSU's chances on this one. I really like the Darius Washington comparison, not just because he's from that same area, but I think that's exactly what Daniels could be. Uh, for Florida State, so that's a that's a really good comparison there, David. I like that. I was going to say D. Wash with maybe a slightly higher ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's. I think he can be stronger than D. Wash, uh, and a little bit bigger. The the thing that really stands about stands out about D. Wash is when you see him on the line next to some of those other guys. Is uh, he he's not very big when you, when you talk about offensive linemen. I think Daniels has that size that you're going to want. Uh, all right, Josh, let's uh, bring it home with our last name. Last name is four-star safety Fred Gaskin from Ocala, Florida. Um, one thing to note there is that Marcus Woodson was his primary recruiter, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But um, as of now, I think Florida State leads for Gaskin, and they've done a nice job getting him on campus. Um, one thing else to note is one other thing to note is that he plays for that South Florida Express seven-on-seven team. Florida State's got some connections there. Yeah, yeah and Gaskin is a kid, I would say, if of all of the names that we've listed tonight, if there's one kid who you just get the feeling that a commitment could be coming from him soon, it, it could be Fred Gaskin. I don't know that anybody has been on Florida State's campus as much as, as Gaskin has. And, um, you know, he's, he's getting, he's certainly getting interest from other schools. I think Tennessee jumped in the mix. Um, I think, uh, fairly quickly after FSU did. And I know that, um, I think well, among those new year's day offers that Colorado sent out, I think, uh, Gaskin was one of those guys they offered on new year's. He's got the Alabama offer. I mean, he's, he's got almost two dozen offers, but he just keeps showing up to Florida State. Every visitor list we do, I'm typing in Fred Gaskin's name. And so if FSU pushes for a commitment from him, I think they'll land him. And I really like him as a player. I, I think he, um, he's got a strong future. Again, probably a guy who doesn't see the field his first season, 
but uh, probably starts out at special teams and, and going on that and then um, can transition. I think he's got a future as a multi-year starter. But uh, five foot ten, one eighty, you know, good coverage skills, good tackling skills. He's he's just another solid, you know, four star defensive back recruit that I think FSU is positioned well for. And if you kind of you see the writing on the wall with all these safeties that we've talked about, it, like there's a good chance Florida State feels that Jordan Pride's not going to be in this class. But at the end of the day, you just hope he doesn't go to Florida. There's a lot of people in Jordan Pride's ear. Uh, I, I am glad that he's back closer to the tally, but at the same time, uh, I know there's a lot of Gators over in that area as well. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you mentioned safety, a couple of names, not on our list. Uh, obviously the local guys, Hampton and Danzy, we'll see what happens with Florida state there, but those kids are both blowing up a ton on the national scene, really getting a lot of offers. So I think in general, how Florida State does with some of those local names where they have not had as much success over the past years will be interesting over this cycle uh, and a lot of other things. But let's wrap it up, guys, with um, tell me who, uh, who's hype train you're driving this year. Uh, Josh, let's start with you. Well, man, I'm like, look at the list. And I'm like, I could easily choose like five of these guys. I'm going to go Charles Lester just because he's a shutdown corner and like, it's one of the most important positions in football and Florida state is severely lacking with a short shutdown corner. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Charles Lester as my guy. All right. All right. Uh, I, I, I want to see something real quick on Charles Lester before we move away. I want to pull up state of Florida top players. Okay. Um, Josh right now, Ellis Robinson is the top cornerback in the state of Florida. Uh, with Charles Lester right behind him. Uh, which of these guys is Deion Sanders signing next? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, if Florida State lands a commitment, he's probably going to go after that. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, uh, isn't it Florida's turn? I think it's Florida's turn because he got Miami's last cycle. He got ours the, the previous. So I think it's Florida's turn. Yeah, so uh, let's see. Uh, I don't see Florida right now having any top cornerbacks from the state of Florida. Florida committed yet, but uh, we can all hope. Uh, all right. Um, David, who are you driving the hype train for? Man, this is hard because just like Josh, there's there's legitimately five or six guys, and I love all of FSU's current commitments too. And uh, man, so far, I'm three for three. I've done, you know, the first one I ever did was Trey Sean Harrison, and he ended up coming to Florida State. Now it, it, totally imploded from there <laughs> but then uh then i had i thought, Armel, uh, I, I thought we agreed i thought we agreed we weren't going to talk about the taggart era anymore <laughs> but i just loved trey sean harrison um and then uh i won't mention him anymore and then we had uh julian armella and then we had hakeem and so i'm i'm feeling the pressure on this one but it's tough. You know, y'all are probably expecting me to do a wide receiver. It kills me, but I'm not going to do a wide receiver as much as I love Chance Robinson. He is my runner up for the hype train. I got to go with LJ McCray. I love LJ McCray's game. And there's something about those Daytona boys, especially those mainland boy. I mean, they just got a toughness to them. And, um, I don't know, man, I, there's just something about LJ McCray and with defensive line being such a premium position right now. And this cycle, again, there, there are some strong defensive linemen in this cycle, but FSU, um, 
is you know they're they're really going to have to make sure they start hitting on blue chip recruits for the defensive line and LJ McCray is absolutely I, again I don't know why he's a three star right now he should be a four star but um, he'll be a blue chip recruit and so I'm going LJ McCray for my official 2024 hype train. I'll tell you what when when Knowles ninety five listens to this in the morning he's going to be so ticked. You're trying to <laughs> Um, if you, uh, if you want more of that inside joke, uh, go to the Florida state recruiting board or Tomahawk nation, Florida state recruiting board, uh, because those guys, those guys love to give each other a hard time, but, uh, I can't wait to hear the new David Stout single. I wish they could all be Daytona boys. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be hype this year. I'm excited about it. Uh, final one. I'll go with, uh, Jason Zandamella. Uh, I, I would love to just see. Uh, another big offensive lineman from Clearwater. I'd like to see him and Lucas Simmons really uh, hold down the offensive line for the few, next few years. Uh, I mean, in two years, I would love to see, uh, you know, like Jason Zandamella, Lucas Simmons, Julian Armella, uh, you know, Jalen uh, Early. Early. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would maybe be, big old Kanaya Charlton in there. Yeah, something. I mean, that would just be the 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 best star-wise offensive line that Florida State has had in a while. So uh, that, that's who I'll go with. So definitely that's a, a great choice. That's a great about. choice, Tim. That's a great choice. And and Zandamella, again, as, as our listeners get to know him, this is just the kind of kid you root for. No matter where he goes, this is the kid you root for. He's a great kid, very cool story, and, and I'm excited to see what happens with him. He's not a Daytona boy. Uh, well, David, nobody's but, perfect. Uh, he's, a Mo- he's a Mozambique man. Yeah, there you exactly, go. Exactly. Yeah, he's a man. I that would be a guy that would frighten me if I was on the rugby field. Just yeah. Oh god, yeah. Can you imagine? Jeez. <laughs> well, uh, we hope to get together here soon again. But before we do that, uh, Josh, anything else before uh, I, I take us out of here? No, just glad that you guys are my pals. Yeah. Well, happy Valentine's Day, Josh. Uh, I, I hope it's a good one for you, Stout. It's always a pleasure, sir. Yeah, man. Happy North Valentine's Day. Exactly. Well, if you want more of these puns or if you just want recruiting, check us out at Tomahawk Nation. We will be in the official recruiting thread. David and Josh are plugged in 24-7. As soon as you post, it is downloaded right into their uh, bloodstream and they'll be there to uh, to have a response soon after that. Uh, so we're excited about that uh, and also excited right around the corner, uh, the link Jarrett era is starting at Florida State in baseball so excited to be doing that I am hoping to catch up with former Tomahawk Nation alumni Brett Nevitt here in the next day or so and, and make him talk about Florida State baseball and just you know it's, it's rough for him to speak about that it really is but uh before we go Josh well just to shout you know shout out David's series on Mike Norvell and high school recruiting if people haven't checked it out the first part of that series is on Tomahawk Nation make sure you read that and Hit us up in the comment section, but more to come in the next few weeks. David, I was reading the Facebook comments on that one today. Uh, oh, you waded into that territory, huh? It's Hashtag. my favorite. It's my favorite thing to do. Hashtag, <laughs> good never, good mm-hmm. insight into humanity. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag never read the Facebook comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, sure I'm very popular in there. Yeah. And, unless you're listening to this and you're a Facebook commenter other than that don't read the facebook comments but uh (laughs) check us out wherever you listen to podcasts leave us five stars uh some review 
Uh, like, subscribe, and, and tell your friends about us. We'd love to talk about Florida State recruiting with you at Tomahawk Nation. Uh, like I said, David and Josh will answer all your questions. Until next time, let's keep climbing, boys. <laughs>